zip into a world of fun at Cairns Zoom and Wildlife Dome. We've got koalas, birds, snakes, turtles, lizards and Goliath the croc too. Zoom, zip line, climb the dome. There's fun for everyone. Cairns Zoom and Wildlife Dome. Open seven days. Locals discounts. Book online now. You're just 45 minutes from a tropical island. The breeze blowing, the sun shining, the kids snorkelling and having fun. It's right on your doorstep. So get going and take advantage of the great 40% off for locals deal with Sunlover Reef Cruises. No more excuses. For more information and to book, go to sunlover.com.au because life's a tropical beach. Snorkel, snooze, repeat. T's and C's apply. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Footy in Paradise podcast. Welcome to the Footy in Paradise podcast. All right, round 15 preview episode. What a massive weekend of footy we've got, not only in our senior competitions, but across our juniors as well as we've got the non-competitive grand final day here at Kazali Stadium. Firstly, we're already up and about, but I'm sure there are some specific things that, that are actually getting stuff about. Benny, what about yourself? Mate, I am pumped for this weekend. There is some great footy matches. I can't wait to preview them all, but there's an event happening out at Griffiths Park. It's the Cairns Saints Ladies' Day. Uh, it's also a bit of a, a fundraising or a fundraising event for Andrew Derrington, Will Derrington, uh, ex-Saints player. His old man, uh, fortunately, has been diagnosed with brain cancer, so he's raising a bit of funds, getting around him. Uh, Will is coming up. He's been playing for Labrador down south, uh, just getting some higher opportunities. Fantastic player, Will Derrington. So he's coming back to his his home club. Uh, there's a massive amount of events and giveaways, prizes, silent auctions, and some of the stuff they've put together. Uh, Livo was telling us about this morning is spectacular. Done such a great job out there, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of money raised. There is almost every signed jersey you can imagine. Um, there's signed boots, there's grand final tickets, there's travel vouchers, there's a few other things, mate. Um, what do you know about it? Uh, yeah, look, I had a, a good chat with Libro this morning, recorded it for the potty. Um, Libro was a little bit nervous to, to jump on the mic, but sat down, I know, sat down and had a chat with him about the, the importance of the day to the club. Joined by Shane Liversidge, affectionately known as Livo, president of the Cairns Saints. Mate, how are we going? Good, Jesse. Yourself? Going really well. Uh, really important weekend this weekend for the club ladies' day. Obviously, important match on the field, but just as important, if not more important, off the field. Um, do you want to just run through, I guess, what the club is, is, is focused on with ladies' day? So, um, obviously, ladies' day is a day to celebrate our, our ladies of the club, um, volunteers, uh, women in football now. Obviously, the demographics changed a little bit there with the, the girls' football now. Um, so to celebrate that, and obviously we normally go, we can pick a charity or whatever with our fundraising on the day, uh, which we've had some people in the past have different scenarios, and this year um, the day is going to be on uh, brain cancer because yep. uh, one of our um, young guys' um, father, yep. um, Andrew Darrington, has um, been diagnosed with um, brain cancer. Yeah. Um, so Will, who's down at the Gold Coast Suns now, um, he's actually going to come back and play the game for the day um, on a permit. And, um, yeah, so we're going to be um, raising as much money towards towards that um, 
charity as, as much as we can, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And in terms of the day itself, um, obviously a, a bit of colour. The, the club will be all wearing different jumpers this weekend. Do you want to just run through, I guess, some of the initiatives that will happen on the day? Yeah, so um, we've, got, we've got special jumpers for the day. Obviously the grey representing brain cancer and lavender of all cancers. So we're not just... Um, pinpointing the one thing um so we've got special jumpers there for our um which were kindly um sponsored by um hps um where andrew was um employed or is employed i should say so um yeah they're sponsored those so they're starting off the day with some decent funds towards the jumpers then obviously ladies day we've got games it's uh headwear come with special headwear is the theme um so there's games, all that. We've also got a lot of um, signed football jumpers. Uh, we've got packages like flights and grand final tickets to the AFL grand final, which will be all in a silent auction scenario in the club room. So, yeah, feel free. Everyone need to come into the club rooms, have a look around, because we've got some pretty good stuff. We've got Brisbane Lions, Melbourne, Petrarca, Oliver, Gorn signed football jumpers and all that. So we've got a fair bit of stuff to get through on the day and there's plenty of stuff there to to raise raise the money, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And obviously on the field, important games from the women's side of things, top of the table clash and the men's as well. Both teams looking to take on the top of the table. Hawks and Crocs across the two competitions. So uh, important day for the club on field. But, but as I said, it's off field. It's just a, a big day for the club, I suppose. Yeah, it will be because, I mean, the Hawks have had the better of our girls, our women's team. But uh, we got them. We actually got them last time and, and and got the win. So yeah, they'll be. It'll be a good game of football there. And obviously with Port in the seniors, um, we're both level on points. And yeah, we've been lucky enough to get over them the last two times. But third time lucky, I hope. But yeah. <laughs> so, but look, we always have good contests both with the Hawks and with the. With Port Douglas, so it should be a good cracking game of football for the people that come um, on the day. Yeah, so. fantastic. So uh, everyone out there listening in, make sure you get down to Griffiths Park. Big day for the club. Fantastic initiative by all involved. So I hope it's a fantastic afternoon. All right, thanks, Jesse, and I hope to see everyone there. Thank you. So fantastic work from Cairns Saints' perspective. Uh, as we say each week. Um, Look, we've been really lucky that, that look, clubs do a fantastic amount of work in this space, connecting with community, um, supporting great causes. Obviously, we've had Port Douglas have done a few things. The Cutters have done some amazing initiatives, but not to kind of individualise any clubs. All of them are doing some fantastic work. If you are listening in from a club and you've got something coming up that you want to highlight, please reach out because we're more than happy to, to obviously come out and attend games or trainings and, and shine the light on the fantastic work you're all doing in the community. Uh, from my side of things, up and about, we are about to get into the preview, but the weekend of footy itself is is really exciting, uh, especially we've got the top two sides in both senior competitions playing against each other, which is fantastic. So we're going to jump straight into that. Chemist Warehouse Senior Women's Competition, the match of the round between the Cairns Saints and the Menunda Hawks at Griffiths Park, 11 a.m., uh, Benny, this is going to be an absolute cracker. Huge, mate. There's a bit on the line for you and I there as is. well. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we went out uh, and backed who we thought the Premiership favourites. You've gone the Saints. I'm still with the Hawkies. And this game will be a bit of redemption for the Hawks, I'm tipping. Uh, I think the Saints have beaten them twice this year and been really their bogey side, the Hawks. I uh, thought they had a couple of big weeks, the Hawks, and they came up with the Saints who were up for that game and, uh, you know, really did number on them, to be honest. But I, I think they'll bounce back this week out at Griffiths Park. There should be a huge crowd out yeah. there. 
Um, so that's a really exciting game. And, you know, that's potentially, you know, finals preview uh, the way these two teams are going. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see. Look, the thing I highlighted and I really loved about the Saints' performance last time against the Hawks is that they choked them up around the ground with that pressure. And um, obviously playing at home, they're, they're going to look to bring that same heat. So it'll be really interesting to see how the Hawks look to respond there. Their big names, especially their forwards that, that kick their big bags each week, didn't necessarily get a look last time. So um, it's fair to say that's what they're going to be wanting to, to do this week is get that plenty of share of time up forward. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how both teams look to respond Obviously, the Saints looking to bring that same heat. Um, the Hawks looking to, to try and work their way through it. So a massive game, absolutely. Uh, stars all across the board. So uh, a big game to start off what is ladies' day, as we've said, out at Griffiths Park. Uh, the second matchup on that day, Kansas City Lions against the Central's Trinity Beach Bulldogs. The, the Dogs have been working away for weeks trying to get that win, and they're really cracking in. Um, that week we said a few times that the Lions are one of the, the team they beat early this year. Can they do it again? Obviously, tough at Holloway's Beach. Yeah, look, that's a, it's a really big game for the Lions. They've got a tough run home after this one. They've got the Hawks, Saints, and Souths, and they've got North Cairns nipping at their heels uh, for that fourth spot on the ladder. They're, they're down on troops. You know, they've been playing with uh, you know between 18 and 20 ladies for the last couple of weeks. They've got a few injuries, a couple of suspensions. Uh, they sort of bashed up by the Hawks last week. So look, they should get a couple of players back, but Centrals are up and about at the moment. They looked really dangerous on Friday night. It only takes you know a couple of things to click for them, someone to step up and kick a couple of goals, and they're well and truly in the mix. So I think it's a bit of a danger game for the Lions and one that they'd want to win. Absolutely. Look, the, yeah, the, the, the dogs you know are going to bring the heat around the contest and especially a side that's probably bruised and battered a little bit in the lines. They, they, they obviously had a fantastic run um, over the last month or so where they were getting a few wins on the trot but um, and especially coming off a game against the Hawks last week, the, the premier side of the competition. Um, yeah, they've got to be on a watch out for the dogs who had an extra day's break as well. So, um, yeah, as you said, a big game on the line because uh, – the next game as well that we're going to cover has implications on the latter side of things. South Cairns Cutters hosting the North Cairns Tigers at Fretwell Park under light. So um, if we look at the two matchups these sides have had already this year, so Anzac Day, a really tight battle. The Cutters were able to just escape late. One um, point, I believe. Yeah. yeah, and then the second matchup, which was also at Fretwell Park, um, a bit of an upset at that time of the year that the Tigers had a fantastic game led by Heidi Talbot on that day and, and got over the Cutters. So... They've already played each other twice, two really close battles, and, and this one promises probably to be another one. No Heidi Talbot, though, yep. I'm, I'm led to believe. She'll be missing, which is a huge loss. But North do have some depth and depth in goal kickers as well. Yep. They've had uh, Charlie's little step up. She's, I think, kicked a goal in every game she's played so far. So they'll certainly be giving South a run for their money. Uh, they, you know, they. That's oh, a neat. They must win. I'm going to yep. go. I'll say that they have to win this game and probably need the Lions to lose to Centrals. Yep. Uh, so North, they'll know that and they'll come in pretty hot. Uh, should be an exciting one out there at Fretwell. Absolutely. Moving into the senior men's competition. So starting off at Holloway's Beach, the another massive clash when we talk about other implications. All these games this weekend have 
latter implications, but the City Lions hosting the Central's Trinity Beach Bulldogs. Uh, as we said last week, the, the Lions, they had probably their strongest side on the park that we've almost seen this year. Um, a few of them flying players, and the dogs we know uh, rely on a lot of those players um, flying in. So interesting to see how these two sides line up. Yeah, I cannot wait for this one. I've been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks, and I sort of earmarked that on the on the fixture and identified how big a game it was going to be for the top four uh, once North Cairns beat Centrals and dropped them and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, look, I, yeah, like I said, I can't wait. If you look, and we talked about it on Tuesday, but if you look at the forward line for City Lions, it's very different now with uh, Motlop, Alwyn Davey, Jordan King, Luke James, and Warwick Williams to come back in. You know, that's completely different to when, you know, maybe three, four weeks ago, we were like, where are the goals coming from yep. if Rainbird doesn't kick them? You know, Darcy Morris is going to have to drift forward and kick goals, both Flint, you know, one or two a game. Whereas now that they can probably leave Morris in the middle where he's doing such great work, uh, you know, with Spencer Aiken, uh, Bo Flint, uh, Lindemeyer, and they can just get to work in the guts and, and get it forward with plenty of options up forward. Yeah, absolutely. And look, especially when we talk about the Bulldog strengths, obviously it's that ability to win the ball around the middle and um, the more flexibility and options that the Lions have to actually throw at the Mark Horns, at the Cayman Ogilvies, um, that, yeah, the more options they have to potentially find an answer that's going to to give them the opportunity to, to put the ball in that forward line for that dangerous forward group. So obviously it's a really important one, I think. Yeah, a huge game for a young Joel Callahan, yeah. who was the Round 13 Rising Star nominee. Uh, if he's the primary ruck, which I, I can't see why he wouldn't be, he might have uh, Franklin in there potentially as a chop out, but he'll get the majority of the work on Zach Smith. And he probably needs to look at the tape from yeah. the last couple of matchups that Zach Smith has had. Uh, Marcus McDonald-Cam and Big Course did a really good job on him and he got some votes a couple of weeks ago when Saints played them. Uh, and there was, there was one other. Trav that did, Thorne had tra a great Trav Thorne, bang on. Did a really good job and, and importantly stopped his scoring. He didn't yep. hit the scoreboard, uh, which was really critical. He still had, you know, he's going to get plenty of hit outs. He's going to get plenty of touches, but if you can impact his clearances and his scoreboard pressure, then uh, you know you've done a good job on him. So big job for Callahan on the weekend. Centrals will no doubt bring the big guns in for this one. They don't want Lions nipping at their heels on the same amount of points with three games to go. So this should be a, a big game with some big game players. Absolutely. We'll talk on the Sun Lover stats shortly. You've done some great work around the, the importance of that offense versus defense mix. And the Dogs are one of the teams to highlight within that. But Holloway's Beach promises to be rocking Saturday afternoon for that clash. Uh, as we touched on before, the top two sides in both competitions are playing each other this week. The next one, ladies' day, as we've said, Griffiths Park, the Saints hosting the, the Crocs. I know the Crocs, and, and as you heard on Thursday, on Tuesday's episode, sorry, um, Jared Petrenko highlighted this has been a really important one, that the, the Crocs wants to be able to prove that they can actually beat the Saints because they haven't been able to do it this year. Oh, this is huge. It's a bit of a mental thing as yep. well. Like, let's be honest, it's highly likely these two will meet in finals and at some point. And if you've lost, if you're 0-3 against the opposition, then there's a bit of a, a mental hill that you need to climb uh, as well as you know trying to win the footy game. So, uh, look, top of the table clash, Port, that's the only team that they've uh, lost to this year is twice to the Saints. McConaughey should return. Uh, it's unlikely, though, I think Connor Kirtley did a hammy on the weekend, uh, and Chris Novi uh, looked like he was knocked out, so he will likely be out with a concussion rule. 
So if Saints lose, they're almost in danger of, of dropping out of that top two. If they have a big loss and North can get over uh, South, which they've already beaten twice this season, then uh, you know that, that second position is sort of up for grabs all of a sudden when you thought a couple of weeks ago Saints had it in the bag. I will say that the Saints game plan clearly works against Port. You know, they've proven that twice already. Yeah. So what adjustments does Petrenko make or do they just trust their system and the talent in their squad? Yeah, look, obviously the last time these two met, teams met, although the Crocs lost, Kai Chappell had a day out. And um, But if you look at the two lineups, you'd think that's probably where the Saints match up relatively well is they've got a strong, tall back group that hopefully could could do the work against Salter and Chappell and it might then come down to Kennedy's a borrow if he's back and, and some of those medium-sized fours to get, to get to work for from the Crocs side of things. But look, across the lines, there's stars everywhere through the midfield groups on both sides. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's that ability. Obviously, the Crocs love it on the outside. They've shown that ability this year to, to, to really... That, they've got the ability to win it inside, but if they can get that time and space on the outside for the likes of Jaden White and Petrenko as well, um, they can cut teams up. And, and the Saints from their side of things, they've got so many good ball winners inside as well. So um, two fantastic sides going head-to-head, plenty on the line this weekend. Into our third and final... I, I just want to cut in, mate. Yeah. I, I just want to plug the the ladies' day once again, yep. but I was told by Livo that it's not just for ladies. Yep. So anyone is welcome uh, to head out there. It's a, it's a huge event. Uh, it's obviously a lot around the, the charity of the day to Andrew Darrington and uh, raising some money for him and his family uh, and you know supporting Will as well in that game. So uh, it's not just for the ladies. I'm sure they'll be there. Um, looking great and having a good time, but um, bring get ladies, bring your partners along as well. Sorry, mate, back uh, to great you. Great shout, great shout. Uh, the last game of the day, uh, two big rivals, the South Cairns Cutters and the North Cairns Tigers. As you highlighted before, Tigers have got the better of South in both matchups this year. Out at Fretwell Park, so home ground advantage for the Cutters. Parochial home crowd, but North, obviously, that one of the hottest team, if not the hottest team in the competition at the moment. So can the Cutters, I don't, their season probably looks like it's it's passed them by in terms of that ability to make the finals, but um, plenty on the line against the side they haven't beaten this year. Yeah, this is one of those games, again, you go, okay, well, you're 0-2 against this side, so what you've tried or whatever game style you've brought to those games isn't working, and they were, they were beaten quite convincingly last time. And it was the short chip across the back line that got them unstuck. It, yep. You know, they've tried that style throughout the year and it just, it works at times when they can link it together and, you know, Hill works up the field and takes a good grab and they get going forward. And, you know, Ryan Cox has added another element up for, he's, you know, he's playing some good footy. But against this high pressure, small forward north side, eventually you break down. And that's what happened last time they played at Fretwell. You know, they were in it until sort of half time and by three quarter, they just, that short chipping game, every time if the ball took a bounce, then Tigers were onto them straight away and just made them pay. So uh, I'm really interested to see whether South change it up and try something different and try and buck the trend that has been North Cairns just sort of dominating the way or the style of the game has, has gone. And look, I'd like to see, I know we've been calling for it a little while, but some positional changes. Uh, look, McCarthy on the ball, get Hill in the ruck, spending some more time. I know they've tried that a couple of times. Get Wardle up front. 
Um, and you know, I'd like to see Alex Rogers as well play some more time in inside forward. He, he's a great goal kicker. Uh, he's a fantastic wingman. Don't get me wrong. And that left foot inside fifty is, is brilliant. But whatever they've been trying hasn't been working. And you know, Ken Campbell's gone four. That's worked in patches. I'd like to see a few more. Uh, things switched around to see if they can find a bit of chemistry and upset one of these top sides. Absolutely. And look, it might seem obvious, but yeah, I completely agree. I think the inside 50 count, if if it's close or if it's in the Tigers' advantage, the Tigers will win this game because they've got that ability to press up forward. If they get the ball in their forward line, it's just going to be too difficult for the cutters to be able to work their way through. If the cutters can actually get a bit of dominance and keep the ball in in that forward line and put the Tigers' defence under pressure, um, that is their chance to potentially put a score on the board. And, and again, I said that might seem obvious getting the ball in your forward half, more likely to win games, but especially against the Tigers when they've got that ability to pressure around the footy, you just have to win that midfield battle. You have to get the ball in your front half. Yeah, I mean, just need to take some risk. Yep. Uh, you know, except that you might lose this game by eighty points. Yep. But you're giving yourself an opportunity to to break down that north pressure and you know change up the way you play to to throw them a bit of a curveball. Absolutely, uh, plugged it before. I want to highlight it. You've done some fantastic work uh, on the Sun Lover stats this week. Really looking at I guess where clubs are sitting around that in the, the rankings from defense versus offense and what kind of that then contributes to performance. So um, if you want to give a summary of, of from that side of things, I guess what you've found in some of the work that you've done in that space. Yeah, look, well, all I've basically done is just a, a bit of a graph here and just ranking uh, on the horizontal axis, the, the points for. So uh, how many points you score for the year and then on the vertical axis is uh, how many points against, right? Pretty simple stuff. But essentially, you, you know, then rank the teams in each of the axis and then see where they fall in the middle of the graph. And you're looking at that sort of teams that fall in the top right corner. And we'll chuck some graphics up to explain this a bit better than I am. But essentially, the, the teams that are in the top probably two or three in both for and against, you know, they are the teams that are really in contention, right? You can have a really strong attacking team, but if you're leaking a heap of points, yep. then come finals, you're going to get found out. Yep. And so we're really looking for teams that are in that sort of top two or three um, in, in both areas, offense and defense. And now that all teams have played each other twice, we've got a better indication as to where they sit. So on the men's side of things, uh, no real surprises here, but Port Douglas rank one in both offense and defense. Can Saints rank second in in points for and and sorry fourth in points against. North Cairns rank third in points for and third in points against. So Port obviously in the box seat here. North Cairns probably sitting in in second spot in terms of this graphic, and, and the Saints are thereabouts. So look, it's just it's a bit of a visual um, and gives you an idea of of how teams are sitting in terms of their scoring and ability to limit scoring. Yeah, from a, a men's side of things, and flagged it before, but it's really the interesting one I think to touch on is the dogs. And look, they've got a really strong defensive group, and and led by Benfinity, they've been pretty miserly in defence and and been able to keep teams relatively under control, sitting second in the competition for points against. Their big issue this year, and we've kind of highlighted a few times that. They've dominated clearances, dominated hit-outs, really strong around the ball, but they just haven't been able to actually convert on the scoreboard. And that, that kind of reflects in this stat that they're sixth, so second bottom in the competition for points four, which um, obviously is something especially as they try and push towards finals, 
that ability to actually convert and put a winning score on the board is going to be so important for them. Yeah, spot on. Over into the women's, this is really interesting. When you draw that same sort of square in the top right of the top teams, the Hawks, again, no surprise, they're sitting first in offense, first in defense. You've got the Cutters in second for points four and third in points against, and the Saints, who are third in points four and second in points against. So those three top teams are really uh, in a tight little group uh, at the top edge of that competition and, and you know almost any three can win by the looks yeah. of this graphic anyway yeah absolutely and look and we've touched on it a number of times but that that ability to kind of chain obviously that the scoreboard that scoreboard pressure in, in the women's competition has been so important the hawks that ability to actually kick goals and, and and put a score on the board that other teams have just found it really difficult to compete against but as the saints gave an example a couple of weeks ago if you can limit that ball in that for that time in the front half um, the, the, there is that opportunity to obviously knock off the Hawks and if a team's going to do it that's where it's going to come from I think it's more from that ability to limit the Hawks than necessarily putting a score on the board themselves so um, yeah really important as you said we'll, we'll touch we've, we'll put it on the socials throughout the week this graph so you can really see it but um, this is a, a metric that's obviously used quite widely to really see that uh, you can't just rely on a really strong defense or a really strong offense you've got to get that balance across both to be competitive yeah spot on it just gives you a good indication when we get to the pointy end of the season that where are the teams really in the mix and, and where, where are their weaknesses yeah. and where are their strengths? And like you just highlighted in, in the uh, in the men's competition there with Central, so, you know, that's a pretty good effort to be sitting fourth, second in, in points against, um, but really struggling to score. And, you know, that's you're going to get found out come finals time if that continues to be the case. And, you know, Hardigan yep. sort of showed that he might be the, the answer to that. Uh, he played a couple of games, kicked a bunch of goals, didn't play last week, so I'm not really sure where that all sits. I know he, he came in at the same time as Boshevsky, uh, who's now out for the rest of the year with, a, I think, torn biceps. So I'm not sure whether those two are linked in terms of they're both not playing for the rest of the year or, not, or Hardigan just had the week off. Uh, but, you know, I think he's, he's really important. And if it's not him, is it Zach Smith that goes forward? Does he... You know, Patterson get more time in the ruck, uh, or does Caden Gardner come in? Yeah. And you know, what what do they do to fix the scoring problems? Yeah, I think Caden Gardner is a really good one to highlight because look, especially against the Tigers, didn't have a lot of the ball, but he's just got that ability. He's, again, very athletic. Uh, it just gives a different option. So he's one to watch out for. And obviously, Harry Cook was another one that that really, from limited opportunities, he's got that goal sense. So he's another one to watch out, especially. Josh Hall down there, Zach Smith, if you've got those tall marking targets, it makes Harry Cook that little bit more dangerous because he's smart enough to get at the feet and, and hit the scoreboard. So, um, yeah, from the dog side of things, they've got that defence worked out. The midfield's one of the strongest in the competitions. Just need that ability to put on the scoreboard. So how they're going to do it over the next few weeks, interesting to watch. From a team's perspective, they'll drop tomorrow, Friday, obviously. So keep an eye out on the socials. We'll put all the teams. We'll highlight, obviously, the match around the key matchups. Um, such a big clash between the Saints and the Hawks. Plenty on the line. Uh, the other one we're just going to quickly plug before we finish up, non-competitive finals this weekend at Kazali Stadium. Good luck to all those playing in their finals games for this year. Fantastic season of footy and, and hopefully finishes with a bang this weekend. Uh, junior footy, anything else from your side of things before this Massive weekend of footy in paradise. No, all good, mate. I am struggling to figure out where to go, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, trying to catch, uh, be at all three grounds at once, just to watch all, all the footy. So good luck to everybody. I uh, can't wait uh, for Sunday. 
Fantastic. If you cannot get to a ground, which we highly recommend you do, obviously tune into Clutch TV for all the fantastic action. Good luck to all the teams. Uh, looking forward to a big weekend of footy, and we'll see you next week on the Footy in Paradise podcast. This podcast series will take our listeners through the latest news, results, stats, and exciting matchups across the AFL Cairns competitions. This podcast contains the thoughts and opinions of our presenters and isn't necessarily represented across the organisation.